Now, it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Your host, Teresa E. Keeves, is a professional mediator, here to educate, inform, enlighten, and inspire everyone about the great benefits in the process of professional mediation to resolve conflicts, disagreements, and disputes relating to business or personal matters. Now, here's your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Good morning. Good morning. Um, welcome to Put It All on the Table through Mediation. I am your host, Teresa E. Keeves. I am a new host to TalkZone.com, so I'm just a little bit nervous as I am the new kid on the block. I want you to know that I'm coming to you from the state of Arizona, where we are forecast to have another beautiful, warm, and sunny day. And I'm very excited to be part of this fabulous organization as well, hosting this program for several reasons. First, I am talking about something that I absolutely have a huge passion for, and that is professional mediation. I have found it to be a great alternative method for helping individuals or companies, small to large, for example, to resolve their differences with something called amicable results. Now, that brings me to the topic for this week, which is the future is now mediate, don't litigate. We are going to talk more about professional mediation. However, as the new kid on the block, I thought that I would give my listeners somewhat of a bio about me so that you would become to know more about me um, as you're listening to my program. I would like to start by giving my listening audience members some information. Um, so here we go. I am the fifth child out of six children. There were four boys and two girls that was born in Birmingham, Alabama. My parents were too hardworking. They were very energetic and they were also very successful entrepreneurs. My father was very business minded. And uh, this is where I contribute my early teachings of learning the roles relating to conducting business. And my grandfather, who was Cherokee, owned and operated a multi-million dollar construction firm in Birmingham. And he had over 3000 employees. I'm very proud of that. Um, but you should know that when I was 16 months old, my parents and my siblings, we made this eventful trek to um, come to live in Chicago. We migrated from Birmingham to Chicago, and that's why I started my academics by attending Catholic school, which I'm very grateful for, because this is where I not only learned about reading, writing, and arithmetic, you know, the general things in grammar school, but this is where I gained my spiritual knowledge and foundation for my high school years. It was vocational training. So now once my parents settled in Chicago, my father decided to start his own construction company and my mother decided to decided to, well, I'm going to be a hairdresser. And so she ended up owning three salons. Um, being around business minded individuals all my life, it uplifted my interest in the operations of businesses and started more aggressively studying the ins and outs of business under the guidance of my father. Well, my vocational training afforded me many welcome opportunities for employment as I was beginning my life, one of which was working as a secretary for a lawyer located in the downtown area of Chicago. I was at high school. By the way, I attended Simeon Vocational High School. I was thinking just how cool is this? I'm working for a lawyer. I did not attend college right after high school. I got married and had two wonderful sons. Then I was divorced, and a couple of years later, I started my higher education with the dream of becoming a lawyer, mastering intellectual property or 
even becoming a prosecutor, you know, like Star Jones. So as I was attending college, I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute. My greatest passion is helping people out of negative circumstances. Do I really want to be a lawyer? Well, I would tell you that my mother was the biggest promoter for me becoming a lawyer. As she said, I was very smart, detail oriented and really organized. You know how your parents are. And I had great listening skills and, you know, all the things that are part of being a great attorney. Well, let's fast forward. While working my way up in the corporate arena, I took advantage of the corporation's educational programs and I went to Roosevelt University and completed my certificate in general's paralegal. Then I continued my education at DePaul University, where I was majoring in international business because I love traveling the world. And I had this vision that I would be overseeing my own company and doing business with other uh, companies that were located internationally. And um, I incorporated some law classes on the way with my other major classes as I attended school in the evenings after work and weekends and simultaneously taking care of my family. In the meantime, in between time, I was constantly being called on by organizations, upper management for whom I was employed to take on several tasks like negotiating an outcome, involving a dispute between employees, or assisting with a disgruntled vendor, which I can attest to a lot of that. Then I noticed my coworkers would confide in me about some issues outside of work and relied on me to help them in their resolution. Well, I found myself being obliging to help individuals as I enjoyed and still enjoyed the fact of knowing that The help I was giving people was actually assisting them to move on in their lives with accomplishing their goals. Well, listeners, as far as becoming a lawyer, I did not. Sorry, Mom. However, I did go on to obtain a great deal of education, like two master degrees, a bachelor of science, a certificate in professional mediation from Pepperdine University Strauss Institute of Dispute Resolution in Washington, D.C., and a certificate in professional mediation from the University of Phoenix here in Arizona with a number of supporting certificates as well as my profession in mediation. You should also know that I am an independent professional mediator and I have my own practice. I also hear mediation cases for the attorney general for their civil rights division and I mediate cases for the justice courts as well. I have also um, been called on to train uh, mediator, mediators through the Attorney General's office, which I'm very proud of. In addition, I am a hearing officer for the Justice Courts, hearing small claims and civil traffic cases. I also do pretrial conferences. Audience, the fact of the matter is I sincerely care about human beings. I want to see them positively prosper and grow. And I will say that those feelings stem directly from the fact that I wish the same for myself. Because another fact is you cannot give someone something that you don't have already contained within yourself. I am an advocate for academia and I enjoy consistent learning. I also take pleasure in reading books that will promote and stimulate my spirit, mind, and body. I embrace change for the greatness that is contained within as well as challenges that will eventually give me more knowledge and wisdom that I can use in my life's journey. 
I am a person who enjoy those who want and need and appreciate my assistance. I am very spiritual. I believe that I can accomplish anything in my life. All I have to do is focus on God first, what I want to accomplish in my life, and be open and receptive to define the odds that may show up on my path. I really appreciate you listening to me, to my show, Put It on, put it All on the Table Through Mediation. I'm your host, Teresa E. Keeves, here on TalkZone.com. Any questions or comments, please give me a call at 1-888-GO-FOR-IT. That's 1-888-GO-FOR-IT. And to make it simpler, 1-888-463-6748. All right, now that you have been uh, become more acquainted with me, I like to get on to what the topic of this session is, which is the future is now mediate, don't litigate. Now there's been a lot of talk about what is mediation? Um, how do I contact a mediator? Just exactly what happens in the mediation process? Well, I'm going to talk about all of this um, with you, my audience members, so that you can become more acquainted with the mediation process so that you can um, um, think about having an alternative to solving your resolutions. Because one thing uh, that I will say is my passion, and that is making sure that people resolve their issues. Because if you don't resolve your issues, then you know that's always a formulation of some kind of block uh, for us proceeding on to the good that we're supposed to acquire in our lives. So now I want to start by explaining to you exactly what mediation is, giving you, my audience listeners, a good in-depth explanation. First and foremost, mediation is an alternative method for resolving your issues, your conflicts, your disagreements and disputes. This method has been around for a long, long time. However, in recent years, its benefits that is contained within the process is what is increasing its notoriety. What do I mean by an alternative method? Well, for centuries, the most famous method used for resolving our difference is to hire an attorney, tell him or her the story regarding your reason or reasons for needing their assistance, then you will obtain advice from this professional. This professional will then give you advice on the best ways to win your case, how they're going to win their case for you, pursuant to the laws in this country, and then formulate a well-thought-out plan for victory in your case and take it to court. Okay, now, there your case will be heard before a judge who will be the person who ultimately makes the decision based on the laws, the evidence admitted, and testimonies presented before the court regarding your case. I want to be clear with you on this audience. Litigation and the need for lawyers is not going anywhere. Trust me, it's going to be here. However, there is a change that is coming within the court systems of how people, how people are resolving their differences. Um, the fact of the matter is the court system in this country are heavy with cases waiting and needing to be heard. That's a, that's one of the other reasons that the mediation process is now becoming so prevalent in our society. For example, 
I'm certain that some of you out there have a case that has been on the books, maybe even for a couple of years. This is just a, one of the examples of how professional mediation can greatly assist you. I want you to know that mediation can be court ordered. This means the judge who examines the case in the court before they are heard can decipher what cases will be good candidates for the mediation process. This is good as it lightens the course, the court's calendar to, to be able to hear other cases. And then this can also be beneficial in assisting the litigants in a more expeditious manner for resolving their issues. Another item you should know is that you can on your own choose a professional mediator to assist you in resolving your case. Mediation is a process that I refer to as the softer side of Sears for all you baby boomers out there. You probably remember that little slogan. Let me explain what I mean by the softer side of Sears. In this process, you will not enter into a courtroom, rather a smaller room, a more intimate setting, where there is a round table or let's say a rectangular shaped table, and there is a professional mediator, not a hearing officer or not a judge is in attendance. As in the court traditional model, the setting is adversarial where trained lawyers are vigorous as they go after their client's opposition. As you know, lawyers have a vested interest in maintaining the civil justice system. Uh, but here comes the but. This may be a good method for large corporations for winning their cases. However, most people cannot afford the associated costs for this type of litigation. Unfortunately, what is happening in our society for many individuals who are in need of resolving their issues find themselves not being financially able to participate in the civil justice system. They simply cannot afford it. It's just way too much. And this is why particularly now corporations and individuals alike have come to a realization that futuristically dependence on the court to intervene for resolving their disputes is becoming limited. And it is for this reason other means for dispute resolution are being integrated into our court systems. Now I would like to say to our listening viewers, I have said a little bit here. I would like to um, invite you to call 1-88-GO-FOR-IT or 1-888-463-6748 if, I, if you have any questions about what I have said so far. Okay, let's continue on. I want you, the audience members, to understand that disputes are a part of our culture. It's not going anywhere. People have been in disputes and arguing constantly. However, what is going to happen is the manner for how these disputes are being resolved. And this is being recognized by our court systems today. I like to call it the changing face of our court systems. Okay. Now you might ask, what is really driving this change? Like what is really going on? Well, I will give you for a few examples. Okay. One, economics is a factor. People want their disputes resolved and they want them resolved much quicker than they are right now in the court systems. However, it has become unaffordable, as I said before, to most individuals. 
and even to some organizations like the small mom and pop shops or if like so many of you have home businesses. When it comes to a dispute, let's say um, you there's a, a an individual that has acquired your services and they have not paid you and you need to know what is it that I can do to resolve that issue. I don't have the monies to hire a lawyer, go through all the court costs and all the other associated things. You can always hire a mediator. Courts are congested with a lot of minor cases like fender benders. That's another reason mediation is becoming very popular in our society. And criminal cases are typically loading down the court calendar. There is a huge amount of criminal activity, unfortunately, in our society. And it gets into the court system. The courts have so much of it. They only have so many um so many individuals who can help take care of this. So thus we have this this big burden on our courts. We're going to talk about the mediation process after we have this break. Please stay tuned. This is Teresa E. Keeves. Put it all on the table through mediation. Thank you. It's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Here's your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Thank you. Thank you for, for coming back. We just took a break, and so now here we are back again. Before we uh, left for break, I was going to explain to you, starting to explain to you about the mediation process and all that's what that is contained in it. Um, well, first of all, I would like to say that mediation is a facilitated process with a third party neutral known as a mediator, such as myself. This person is not there to tell you or the other party known as the opposing party what to do. One of the whole premises of the mediation process is for the opposing parties to cultivate an agreement on their own using the mediator as a facilitator, as a guide, let's say. The mediator would not take sides on any party. It's not going to, it doesn't have, the mediator does not have a vested interest in what's going on. The mediator is just there to facilitate you, the disputants for reaching an amicable resolution. Now, let's get into the actual process of mediation. Now, do you want to know, okay, exactly what just goes on? Well, as stated earlier, mediation can be court ordered. Or you as an individual can go out on your own and hire a professional mediator, such as myself, to assist you in a resolution process. Once hired, typically the mediator will then call the opposing party and speak with them about joining in the process, uh, which includes sharing in the cost, as well as um, making sure that you're definitely on board to wanting to to um, come to a resolution for the dispute or the disputes that you now have. The hope is, is that they will agree. And then when that happens, the mediator will then get into it by calling the opposing party, making sure that everyone on both sides have all the materials that they need, uh, the 
mediator will inform them the time where the session will be, what to bring, where the session will be. And all of this is so that they can be well prepared for the mediation process. Now, prior to the mediation process, the mediator will do something um, that I refer to as back office support. Now, what I mean by that is that the mediator will make the phone calls. The mediator will do the research, all the things needed for preparation for having a successful mediation. Because as I said, the primary focus of the mediator, such as myself, is to make sure that I bring these parties that are in a dispute to an amicable resolution. Now, fast forwarding audience, we are now in the mediation process. We're sitting at a rectangular shaped table. The parties are sitting across from one another and the mediator is sitting, let's say, at the head of the table. If it's a square table, if it's a round table, the mediator is sitting somewhat in the middle there. Now, the mediator will start the process by introducing themselves and giving some background information about themselves. They will talk about the formalities that are associated with the mediation process and things to be expected during the process. And there will always be questions prior to from the participants, which the mediator is fine with that, because for one thing, I myself want my participants to be very um relaxed in this process, because once they are relaxed, then that has always shown to me that I am able to assist them in cultivating a well thought out resolution. Okay. As I continue with my explanation, I want to explain to you, my listeners, that what exactly goes on in my mediation process. Okay. Um, in, in my mediation process, I start with an introduction. This is where um, I introduce both of the party members, everyone who's associated with the mediation. I introduce myself. I tell them about, you know, my background and so forth and so on to put them at ease to let them know that I am well equipped educationally and I'm well equipped with the experience to assist them in coming to an amicable resolution. I let them know that this is not a litigation process, that I'm not going to tell them what to do. I'm not going to give them advice. I'm there to help them, as I said, formulate um, their, their resolution process. The person next, the person to who brought the mediation or the person who initialized the need for the, the mediation will speak first. And I will tell them that as I'm doing the introduction to the mediation. This person will explain in depth, in detail, exactly why they are here in this mediation process. This is really good because you you will be surprised that having done both sides, um, sitting on the bench and also being uh, a mediator, um, how much information is told just by giving them what I call a platform to be heard. Then after they have fully explained, and I do mean fully explained with no interruptions, then the opposing party also gets the equal time and the equal chance to speak and talk about their concerns with no interruptions as well. Now, 
one of the beauty that is list that is ingrained in this is that after both parties have said what it is, what their concerns are, then for me, this starts the process of putting it all on the table. It opens the door for which I am starting to formulate a clear understanding of what their issues are, as well as items that can assist them in the negotiation strategy for resolution purposes. For example, I always will explain to my participants that I'm taking copious notes because I want to make sure that I clearly understand the reason or reasons that they are here in this process. And it also helps them to understand as well once I get together with them separately. For example, as I am taking these notes during the process, um, I may interject questions and ask them for clarity because some people are nervous. They're not certain what um, uh, uh, what uh, the other side may have said or what it is that I've said or, or maybe they wanted to say something else or maybe they need to add something. So this is good. So it also adds on to expanding ideas for resolution purposes. The other thing is that I asked the individuals who brought the mediation to the forefront exactly what they would like to see out of the mediation process. Now, this is very key for me because I do this prior to calling any any breaks um, in my mediation session or or hitting them with, um, you know, a lot of questions because. You you know, I will find that in more instances than not, people want to come to mediation. They want to have their disputes resolved. However, there's there's one factor that they had not thought of, and that is what would they actually like to see out of this mediation process? By me asking them this question, that this is something that they can start answering parts of it or as throughout the mediation process, they can add more into it and take it out. That's the beauty of mediation. It isn't you're not going to have that opportunity in the courtroom, but in the mediation process, you'll have the opportunity to talk. You'll have the opportunity to add items. You'll have opportunities to say, oh, wait, wait, I, I don't want to talk about that. Let's 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 take that off the table. Let's talk about this now. There is also a procedure that is called caucus. Now, this is where I will meet with each individually, separately and privately. We will discuss many things. Sometimes mediation can be, I will share with you listeners that sometimes mediation can be very emotional where people, you know, they cry, they get very emotional. Um, there's times that I may have to take a break for that. Um, so that's, you know, that's, that's all part of it. But doing caucus, uh, when I get my, my participants separately, then that is where a lot of things are told that they do not want to say, perhaps in front of the other opposing party. And maybe they, while they're, they're during this process, they come up with a lot of ideas. Now, um, nothing that is being discussed in this media, in this caucus of the mediation process will be discussed once the parties reconvene. Now that is something that is very confidential with me 
and confidential with the other parties. And I stress it. Um, only if they say, okay, um, I don't mind if we talk about this item and this item and this item. And if, if they're fine with that, then we will discuss that. So it, mediation process is very confidential. And as I said, the mediation process is very different than uh, the normal uh, court procedure as you know, if, if what is said there is said and that's that for that, not in my mediation process. So typically I will also do something that's called diplomatic shuffling. Now I want to explain about this. This is where I have the people in one room and let's just say I'm in an environment where I don't want uh, the, the, the parties, the opposing parties to be in two separate rooms because that really that really expounds on the uh, diplomatic shuffling. What um, I do is that if I have you in one room, then I will ask one of the party, all of one of the parties to leave the room as I discussed items with these individuals. And um, I've never had anyone say no ever. And I've been doing this for a long time and um, it always proves to be a very good factor. I want you to know that the definitive um, uh, complement to all of what I just talked about is coming to an agreement. Now, um, as I said, I've been doing this for a while. I've been um, with the attorney general, um, with the judicial courts and in my own practice. And with the with the statistics, it says that over 85 percent. Of all cases in mediation settled and the participants walk away feeling like they're a winner. That's because they're not in the court setting. A lot of people do not understand a lot of the things that go on in the court. They do not understand a lot of the laws in particular that are associated with their case, although they they may somewhat understand it, but a lot of times they do not understand it. The requirement of the mediator is to compose the requirement of the mediator is to compose an agreement that is long lasting, an agreement that is stable, an agreement that satisfies both parties. Now, I will tell you that, you know, the mediation process, there are times when the participants may not one side may not be as happy as the other side or one side may not be as happy at all as they come to um, come to an agreement. But the the whole matter is, is that they came to an agreement that they are satisfied in the fact of knowing that this is the best thing for them to do. But they may not be jumping for joy, you know, as they as they have come to, um, um, you know, this resolution. Now, we're going to I was just noted that it's time for a break. So audience members, please stand still. We're, we still have more to talk about, about the mediation process. I even have a, um, a question that I would like to put to you. So stay tuned. Thank you. listening to put it all on the table through mediation with Teresa E. Keeves.
Thank you for returning. This is Teresa E. Keys. Put it all on the table. And I encourage you to call if you have any comments or questions. I would love to hear from you. Phone number is one eight eight eight. Go for it or one eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. Okay. Now, during now uh, before we took a break, uh, what I wanted to talk to you about was the requirement of the mediator. Um. The requirement of the mediator after we have hopefully reached an amicable resolution is to compose an agreement that is long lasting, stable and satisfies both parties. Now, this is where it comes in as well um, that. um, okay, this is where it comes in as well as where the mediator needs to be. um, uh, scripted in her writing. I see that we have a caller from Brian. Good morning, Brian. Hi, Teresa. Hey, great show. Um, very timely. I got a quick question for you on the process that you mentioned. Okay. Does everyone just want money from mediation or are there other things that they're looking for? Okay, I, I want to make sure that I'm understanding your question fully, Brian. You're asking me, does everyone want money? Um, what do you what do you mean by that? Well, when when people come to mediation, are they just looking for a money settlement, or do, are they possibly just look, are they looking for other things, other things that would satisfy the mediation, or is it just just money all the time? Okay, I see what you're I see what you're saying. Thank, uh, great question. Thank you. Um, no, people. It, it has been my experience that people are not always looking for monetary value um, from the mediation process, uh, particularly in cases that I hear for the civil rights division. Um, in particular, people just want to want an apology. They want to, you know, to be told that I'm sorry that this happened to you. Um, in some cases, um, people just want to be able in some, let's say in HOA cases, some people just want to be able to uh, plant a shrubbery or they want to be able to um, have some type of accommodation that the HOA is not allowing them to have, particularly if they have an elderly parent living with them. Does this answer your question? Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for your time. Thank you very much. Enjoy your day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Now, let's let's go on. I was saying that the mediator um, um, needs to be able to have good scripting in order to write down exactly what it is that the um, uh, that the participants want uh, because a lot of times – um, you know, they'll, they'll say something and then when you write it down on paper, it's like, oh no, that's not what I said. So that's another beauty of the mediation process is that the mediator will talk about what it is that they want, uh, settled, how they want it said exactly. And that is what the mediator will do. They will write down exactly how it is that they wanted, that they want their agreement to say. And remember, because this is the participants composing this settlement, not the mediator, not a judge, not a judge, not a, a, a lawyer or or a, a hearing officer. This is the media. I'm sorry. This is the participants that are composing this. You see, because the agreements mean everything. Let's just say, for example, unfortunately, sometimes that the mediation 
um, agreement uh, fall through the cracks. With what I mean by that is that maybe one of the party members did not do what they agreed to do. Um, now, then in that case, um, they can say, well, we can go into mediation again, or they may want to uh, say, okay, you know, we did mediation. And so now we're going to take it to the court, uh, which is, you know, which is unfortunate if someone does not um, hold up to their end of what it is that they're supposed to do. And that does happen. That does happen. But um in those cases, um, the judge will look at it and see that it was through mediation. Um, they're not going to discuss a bunch of what uh, happened in the mediation process because it is confidential. And um, then they will just go on to, um, you know, resolving it through the, the regular court systems. Now, I have a question for you uh, listeners. I hope um, that you have obtained um a lot of information, um, a lot of information about mediation. You know um, better now if you didn't already how the process works. Um, I want you to know that it is a, a wonderful process. It is a beautiful process. It is a process that um, allows individuals to learn in the process. And what I mean by that, you'll say, well, what is it that they learned in the process? Well, in my mediation process, I handle the process in a manner so that individuals can learn. I want people to learn how to resolve their differences. I don't want um, uh, people coming in like far, far too often people go to court and they continue to go back and back and back for some of the same things or some things that are associated with why they were there in the beginning. In my mediation process, I do my absolute best to teach individuals about why they were in this mediation process so that they can move on in their life and not have to stay stuck, so to speak, in that same, in that same dispute that they are, that have brought them to mediation. Now, I have, um, something that I would like to put to my audience members. Um, first of all, there is a case that I had, an actual case, that was being mediated and it was with an, um, an elderly lady and she had $10,000, um, worth of debt to target. And this lady, um, did not have the means to, um, pay this debt off. She had, um, you know, she, she was living off of social security. Her husband uh, was deceased. So she was handling everything on her own. So my question to you is, what, how, what is it that you would do to settle a case like this? The lady is elderly. She's on a fixed income. She has no other means of incoming. She's not working part time to do anything to help her income. And the nevertheless target wants their money. They're barreling down on her very hard. They want that money. So you have any um, ideas? I would love to hear it. Give me a call. one eight 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 go for it one eight 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 go for it or one eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. We're taking a break here in a couple of minutes. Thank you for listening. 
Welcome back to Put It All on the Table Through Mediation. Here again, Teresa E. Keeves. Thank you for returning. This is Teresa E. Keeves. Um, before we took a break, I put a question to my audience members, um, and this was regarding an actual mediating case that I had in the judicial system, and it was concerning an elderly lady who owed um, a pretty hefty amount to uh, Target. It was a credit card that she had in the amount of $10,000, and um, she was in court because uh, Target wanted their money, and um, and rightfully so. Um, but the matter is, is that the lady, um, the elderly lady, uh, was no longer working. Um, her husband was deceased, and she was on a fixed income. So th- the the thing is, is that um, when I had this case in mediation, I called caucus and I talked with um, each each side separately to see what is what it is that that we can do to come to resolution because um, I didn't want to see this lady who's on a fixed income have a judgment applied against her. And um, she had already stated that she has no other funds where she, you know, could get on a payment plan, which was uh, one of the ideas from the um, lawyer that I was speaking to um, uh, during the mediation process. But I would like to share with you, my listening audience, that, the beauty of mediation um, is that many things, many things can happen and sometimes it can leave your mouth um, open in positive manner. And what happened with this case, as I was talking to the lawyer and we were going over all the specifics of the case and talking about uh, resolution, what the only thing that the lawyer want, wanted from the um um, elderly lady was to pay $25 fine and they erased her debt. That was fabulous. And that made my day for about 14 days after that, because I was so happy that I was part of, of something like that. And this is what I'm saying is the, the beauty of mediation. Now, is this something that may occur in your case? You, you owe a creditor? No, it, it is not. But what I'm saying is that obviously he had the capability to do what he did. Um, but what I'm saying is that in mediation, there's so many varying venues and methodologies that can be applied to this process to come to um, an amicable resolution for all of those that are involved in, in this process. And as I'm winding down on my on my initial um uh, talk show uh, here with uh, TalkZone.com. I would like to say that mediation is not stalemate to just a few things, creditors, HOA issues, or bullying, or or like that. Any and all things can be mediated. Um, there, they've been calling mediation to uh, help out with um, issues with you know in the professional football scene. They've been calling on uh, professional mediators to help with the um, housing where people are unfortunately losing their homes. So, you know, it, it's, it doesn't address just small items. It, 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 it can't address any item. And um, as I said, uh, with the uh, mediation process, 
you have a platform to be heard. You're not going to get that in the court um, arena. It's going what what's said is going to be said, whether you bring the case on your own or you have representation. Um, the 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 whole outcome and things um, are different simply because of the manners in which the case is being resolved. So um, in my closing statement, I hope that you enjoyed um, the mediation process. Uh, talk here on TalkZone.com on putting it all on the table through mediation. If you have ever have any mediation needs, please give me um, a call on 480-283-7270, or you can email me at Teresa at mediationtalkshow.expert. And, and, um, and one other thing, one other thing that, that I would like to say, as I've been noticing, um, you know, it, you know, as being a professional mediator now is that, um, many, um, uh, people, you do not, you do not have to be a lawyer to be a mediator. I want people to understand that, you know, well, I need mediation, so I, I need to go and get a lawyer. You do not have to be a lawyer to be a mediator. I myself am not a lawyer, although I have a lot of experience in that field. I have a lot of education and things of that nature, but I want you to know that you do not have to go and seek um, someone who is a lawyer, um, you uh, just need to um, um, maybe through um, uh, uh, people who have already gone through the mediation process or maybe uh, with people or maybe you even researching yourselves to look for a great mediator. There are a lot of us out there and I, for, for one, um, am talking to you right now. And um, we are very passionate um, I myself am very loyal and, um, as I said, the mediation process is very confident. It is not something that, um, you know, um, the, the, the mediator is going to go out and start, um, talking about, um, you know, what happened in this case and what, what you did in this case and, and what happened so forth and so on. Um, and I would also like for you to know that with the confidentiality, um, agreement that is also signed in the mediation process, something that I did not mention, um, during, um, my initial talk is that there's a confidentiality statement, I'm sorry, agreement that is, uh, signed. And once the confidentiality agreement is signed, it means just that it is confident. It is confident. You cannot even use these materials in the court of law. Um, should it happen to the, the mediation that you agreed to happen to um, go awry and you need to seek other means for resolving your issues. But I stress the fact of, of um, looking for an alternative um, media uh, alternative factors for resolving your issues. And um, I am here to assist you on doing that. I would also like to say before I sign off listeners is that be sure to tune in next week where I will be talking about taking the commotion out of the emotion in the mediation process. That's going to be very interesting. Um, it's going to be full of energy and um, I, I'm sure that you will learn and obtain a lot of information um, about uh, the mediation process. The commotion is where a lot of people intentionally will throw commotion in the mediation process and um, could talk about 
how um some of the things that I do so that um the the commotion is taken um um out of the emotion in the mediation process because we don't want to prolong the process. It is a process that you have to pay for. It is cost effective, it's not um as expensive as if you were to go uh through the through the normal means of, of seeking resolution. Um, but nevertheless, you have to pay your hard earned money for that. And um, have saying that, I make sure that I dot the I's and cross the T's of making sure that any and all things that could curtail or derail the process is taken out. And I do it um, at the early onset and or when I see it coming. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to me. I certainly appreciate it. I want to say to you to have a great day to um, make sure that all of your dreams are at the forefront. And I pray that they all come true for you. My name is Teresa E. Keeves. I am the host of Putting It All on the Table through Mediation. And I look forward to speaking with you in the future.